Welcome to With or Without You Two back on the air. And wow, what a time to be going back on the air. There's been so much happening in the U2 universe in the last few weeks, in the last few months, in the last few years. Um, I don't know really where to start, to be honest. Um, we have Bono's book, What He Wrote Himself. The book called Surrender. I guess that's one place we could start. Um, the uh, And not only did he put a book out, but he also had accompanying performances, if that's the right word, around in the USA. I'm not sure if he played Canada. I need to check that. Certainly Europe. I myself attended in Paris, which was quite an amazing experience, I have to say. We were denied our phones, or maybe denied's the wrong word. We had our phones decommissioned, out of action. We weren't able to use them, which was great. It was good. I, I liked that part. It was a bit of a faff, but we got there. Uh, myself and my good friend Tice attended. We drove from the Netherlands, um, chatted the whole way. Great, great trip down. The... We stayed overnight, we uh, we got down that night, we went for something to eat, and we got into the venue, great venue. The one strange thing was that there was only copies of the book in French, and that was unexpected. I thought they maybe would have some English, not sure why they did that, why they didn't bring other uh, languages with them. They weren't doing a show in the Netherlands, I don't know if the book came out in Dutch, I would hope so. So that was a bit annoying because, you know, it would have been nice to have the book. Um, I did try to see if I could see Bono as he entered, but it was absolutely rammed. There was one tiny little entrance. I don't even know if he went through that in the end. Maybe he went. they found another way. I explored around the building and it just seemed like too much hassle. There was a lot of people trying to get Jocelyn for position and, you know, trying to get amongst them was a little bit tense so in the end I went and enjoyed my food I think I had a bit of a nap and we went in and uh, once we got settled we I don't think there was a bad seat in the house very traditional theater I think it was a cinema at one time or something but it was I guess I didn't want to expect to have too many preconceptions of what was going to happen but Really, it was, a, it was an amazing performance. I had actually been thinking some months before about how Bono, when interviewed and in positions where he could talk even when he's on stage, I thought, he keeps it very short. Is Bono capable of a more long-form discussion with people? And, you know, I, I often think... Is, is this guy in my mind? Because he certainly answered that question for me. He was incredible, a, a, a credit to all Irish people, that he gave this great theatrical performance and sang the songs that we know, but with a new twist to them, which, again, I guess this is what has formed. And the other thing that we could talk about is the imminent arrival of Songs of Surrender, 40 songs, 40 stories. 
SOS, the follow-up to Songs of Innocence and Songs of Experience. Although I hear there may be another version, this maybe marks a transition in how you two do things. I can't, though, ignore the biblical sense of the 40, the, the number 40, and in coming in the middle of Lent, when you know, the significance of the 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, um, surrendering oneself to a higher power. So I find that interesting and this idea, again, something that Ty shared with me once was that the albums tend to come out in threes. But what if this group of albums isn't coming out in threes? What if and again, if we look at the surrender, sorry, the innocence and experience, what is the saying that youth is youth is wasted on the young? That the, the idea that we only have the wisdom when we're older and no longer have the capacity. But we live in a different world now where 50 is not what it was, 60 is not what it was, 70 is not what it was. These men have their full grown, have their families, their lives pretty stable. They have avoided the, they have avoided the intoxications of drugs, alcohol, and other distractions. They are not in their prime, but they have the time to focus now, to be productive. And I think we're going to see a period of high productivity from you two going forward. They don't have anything else to get in the way. They, and I think they they realize the, the legacy now that they can leave behind. I think some of their best work is ahead of them. And we have the Vegas gigs, the venue itself, the, the spherical sphere, the Super Bowl commercial, lots of things to dive into there in the course of discussing in the course of these podcasts and, and yes there is we're going from experience we're going from innocence to experience to surrender songs of surrender but act home baby will focus but i think these reimagined reworkings are quite deliberately intended for this spherical experience at the end of the day you're not just listening to a song, you're listening to an experience. And let's again think how the experience of music, of sharing music, of interacting with musicians is completely drastically changed from the 70s to the 80s to modern day. And I think this book, the book is one way to earn a, a living because you don't sell records anymore, you sell you know, but you can sell books. They, they, you know, that's still something that is a very one-to-one -one interaction, whether you buy it digitally or or physically. So I think that was quite a smart commercial move there. But also, it adds to this whole experience how we experience the release of songs. You know, again, I I think there's a lot of creativity and well-designed a well-designed process to to share these things. So it's not going to be the same experience, you know, at no point any of their songs, how you, maybe some of the backlash as that people are very 
rooted in how they first experienced a song, what that first experience of that song was to them, means to them, and how they don't want that to change, but I don't personally see it that way. You know, they have been going back and in going back to innocence, going forward to experience, and now hopefully with the wisdom that they've gained, we can expect some of their best, best music, best performances are still ahead. What's cer certain is that that's unchartered territory ahead. We could talk also about Larry's absence from the upcoming gigs in Vegas. His replacement, the Dutch Bran Vandenberg. <laughs> I love this fact that he's been replaced by a Dutchman because, again, this seems to echo my life in some senses. Again, no, no coincidence that the, the band was formed the year I was born. The year I was being becoming real, they were becoming real. They and my connection with the Netherlands, the country that I hold dearest to me other than Ireland itself. My time in Utrecht was seminal, transformational. The relationship between the Dutch and the Irish is historic and I like that the connections with you 2 with their photographer, I'm going to forget his name here now, but they have such strong connections with the Dutch and the Netherlands. Um, and so this is quite significant for me. I think that's quite quite a nice, quite, um, if I was going to pick up someone to replace Larry for a period of time, let's be clear, Larry's not going anywhere. Uh, I like what the Edge had to say that it's, it would be very hard to break up you two, but yeah, the, but Bran, Bran Vandenberg, I, I wish him well in this upcoming concerts he'll be part of, and it reminds me of my time in the Netherlands when the first album, the only album I really had in the Netherlands when I arrived there and I had no television was an album that I'd bought late at night in a Tesco store in London because this was such a novel thing to me. How could I be buying a, a, an album, any album? At that time of night, I wanted to buy an album. I looked at what was there and I saw one from U2, which I'd never purchased before. I'd never purchased a U2 album, but I thought, well, if I'm going to buy an album at two in the morning, it may as well be from an Irish band. And to be honest, I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it because I wasn't busy doing other things, watching TV, movies, partying, drinking, all kinds, enjoying myself. But when I got to the Netherlands, I didn't know anyone. I found myself in a house in the Blauchapelsevech near the Vittevrouwen with no, with lots of time, no TV, and a stereo, and a few CDs, one of which was this album that I'd purchased, so I put it on, all that you can't leave behind. Again, of all the times to truly discover you 2 this for me was the right time. Of course, you 2 are the soundtrack of our lives, of all Irish people's lives, they have been there. You know, you can't, growing up in the 80s and 90s, you just think that, you know, they're, they're always around, they're always in the background. You, you know, we didn't probably, I certainly didn't get introduced to them the way maybe other people did because they were just so ubiquitous. 
they and what was interesting was that you know the the, the charts of the 80s and the 90s whether it was the american billboards or the uk charts or the irish charts they were pretty much the same there was a lot of irish talent out then and that was all the charge was led by you too so it was hard for us to to imagine a world where the irish weren't world on on a world stage competing holding their own against everyone else i think this gave us some sense of achievement that we could do that we were equal to the rest of the world so lots of things that we could discuss in this upcoming podcast also i'll be looking at facebook pages and other youtube news talking about past gigs past music the list goes on um so i hope you'll join me um i started with or without you too because i was fascinated through meeting fans at gigs how just how passionate they were how amazing they were hearing some of their stories just filled me with joy i don't think i will ever be as big a fan as some of the the international U2 fans that are out there. But I love to hear in their stories. So this is a fan podcast for U2 fans, by U2 fans. Originally, I interviewed people, and those interviews are going to be taken down and remastered and re-uploaded in due course. But what's going to happen now is I'm going to do something of a mini-series, but, you know, mini-series for 40 songs, the 40 songs of surrender and what i'm going to do how i'm going to do that and thanks bono and you too for for making this a bit easier because when it first came out i was going to talk about the chapters of the book but since they're now re-releasing reworked reimagined versions of these songs it makes it quite a, a, an interesting way to to process them so what i've been doing is listening to the original song really immersing myself in that again reminding myself of what it means to me and discussing that then looking at the book exploring the book listening to the audio file listening to bonham himself talk about why what this song meant what was going on at that time etc and and i'll be talking about you know some of the highlights on that and then comparing and considering how the new reworked version what that means in context to the original and to the chapter and to me at this time in my life. Yeah, I hope I hope you'll join. I hope you'll come with me on that journey. I would like you to participate in that journey. I'm not sure exactly how we'll do that yet, but however you want to contribute, send me messages, send voice files, tell me what you're thinking. That would be great. And... I'd like to make this a long-term endeavor. In order to do that, though, we would need to get your contributions in terms of subscriptions or donations. My first goal is to make the... I have now got a, a producer in the Philippines, and if they'd like to say hello, that would be great. They can insert comment here. Hello, everybody. This is Nick, one of the producers of this YouTube podcast and I am very excited on what's gonna happen on this program. Stay tuned and for sure you'll enjoy every YouTube content that we will be producing. I can't tell you how much it means to have them part 
supporting me on this. It just wouldn't be possible. They are amazing, brilliant and creative people. And I think together we're going to create something really, really interesting. And hopefully we can include as much from the fans as well and, and we'll re-edit and add things as, as we need. So I hope that sounds interesting to you. I hope you'll join me. I hope you'll join us. I look forward to sharing with you. As always, see you again on the next episode. Stay U2 United.